to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal with your host, Kamen Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rock about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though... If you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree with sharp and nails. Confidence of a hero or a fool, I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. It's That's like a science thing, right? That's right, that's right, that's right. It is a science thing, it is a science place, it is a scientific fact. We are all up in your face. It is time for uh, the one, the only, Protonic Reversal. Welcome to it! Just want to thank everyone for all the growth that the show has been going through during the pandemic. Got a lot of nice messages from folks that this is something that's... uh, but nice for them. And it's, it's provided some kind of uh, community. And that's that's never a bad thing. Uh, of course, RadioNeutron.com for the archives. Still a little behind. There's a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Reversal. Dollar a month. We'll get you all the shows ahead of time faster. So if you're, if you're feeling impatient and, and you want to help support this enterprise... You can. Otherwise, the show's always free. No ads, no sponsors, no kidding. Uh, thanks for liking the shows and subscribing and sending them all around. I hate saying like and subscribe so much. I really do. But in this algorithmic world, it's literally the only way people find out about it that don't already know about it. So I just want to extend some thanks about that. Okay. Uh, how of a guest do you bring to you folks tonight uh mr travis keller returning guest at uh, two this will be his third time back uh travis keller's uh, first founder of buddy head the magnificent and legendary buddy head and a very uh, clever interesting and, and unique fellow himself i think when last time i had him on i think he had just launched american primo which is his line of t-shirts and hats and Art prints and things along those lines. Uh, stuff stuff to make your world a little better. And uh, I think the first photo zine. Uh, the, oh, the first photo zine was out, and then the second one was uh, was just about to come out. Anyway, he's a busy dude. He does a lot of stuff. There's, he's been doing a lot of video work. And I'm very interested to uh, talk to him about all that. We're just going to kind of dive right into it here, which I know nobody's ever sad about not hearing me talk. So, you're welcome. Let's play the song that he and Joe Cardamone did for Mark Lanigan. Uh, it's called Stitch It Up. Uh, it's a video for this, and uh, they did this. So, anyway, we'll uh, listen to that song, and then we'll come back with Travis Keller. All right. This is Stitch It Up.
Stitch it up. Stitch it up. Play that Holy War thing I was thinking about later. Do you have now with us uh, none other than uh, the man himself? Travis, welcome back to the show, dude. Thanks for having me, man. You're a busy boy. You've, uh, you've set the set the bar pretty high for, uh, for keeping busy on things, and uh, that included pre-pandemic. Uh, how, <laughs> have you been, I would ask you how you've been dealing with your, with your quarantine times. I think I have a pretty good idea for a lot of it, but do you want to... <laughs> Do you want to kind of uh, sum it up for folks, like what you what you've been up to? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what, what's been going on. Uh, we've got uh, our the movie that Joe directed, Holy War Two, which is like kind of like a companion piece to to his mixtape that he put out, which is his like first solo material. Which I was vainly and, trying uh, to play a song from and couldn't find, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play it later. So. Yeah, yeah, and there's also a soundtrack that came out recently. That's a combination of that and the Icarus Line Must Die. And both of those were made a couple of years ago, but we just put it up because uh, of the, you know, the quarantine. Everyone's at home. So we thought it was a good time to kind of share it. Captive, captive audience, baby. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, I've been doing print packs and uh, prints and T-shirts and 
a couple collaborations working on a zine with uh oliver leach which is uh he, he goes by bakun on twitter and if you don't follow him you you really should because he, he's really funny and uh yeah so we're doing like a collaborative zine together that's like one thing i'm working on and then uh, i've also been uh, kind of digitizing uh like 300 hours i'm about 20 hours in of dv tapes that i shot like 20 years ago like from like 97 to like 2007 roughly um just stuff on tour and stuff like that um so that's been kind of fun kind of like a an extension of the the photo zines that I did. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say a couple years ago. Yeah, last time you you came on, I think was just it was it was right about when you did the first one of those photo zines, and you, you've done d- dug through a lot more on those since then. And it kind of seems like that would be sort of the next natural extension, right? Like, hey, there's here's more here's more like stuff you like that you'll love this. Yeah, a lot of them are like the same nights, you know, because a lot of times like I would take photos and also have a video camera, so you know there, there'll be like some full songs of bands and then I'll start shooting photos. So it's a, it's a lot of stuff like on tour, a lot of interviews that we did for like buddy head. It's all, it's just random, just like my life, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, that's been fun, you know, kind of going down memory lane. And, uh, I think we're going to do some kind of little project out of it. Um, or probably actually a couple cause it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it seems, seems like it'd be kind of a somewhat, daunting amount of material to sort through just like with the photos so it's, yeah it's just a shitty format too it's like mini dv so it's like you know it's like format it's of the future fucking, baby what are you talking about it's a hassle <laughs> man it's like sometimes they don't even work and then you like put them yeah. back in and they work and so i'm just trying to get it all digital so then we can like kind of see what we got and and uh you know have a viewing party and figure out what to what to do with it all well and it's it's fascinating also because a lot of that stuff that you know, was going on at the time, even though it's the context at the time, maybe not have seemed super momentous. It ends up being like, Oh, this is like kind of like real cool slice of life down and dirty moments for, you know, for folks that were there, but especially for folks that, you know, didn't get a chance to be there or, you know, were born too late or something. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. Cause it's like, you know, it's like the birth of the internet and kind of like, you know, some people have cell phones, but they're not like what we have now, you know, it's not ubiquitous. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's a different era. Like, you know, you see the the crowds and they're like just waiting for the bands to come out beforehand. You know, like yeah, just no like spanning time, and, not like sitting there like updating freaking. It uh, looks like a lot longer ago than it really is. <laughs> right, you know I mean? yeah. It looks like a whole other time. <laughs> it's it, it feels like a different life. You know, it's weird. But uh, that's what's kind of cool about it. It's a total time capsule of that of that little uh, kind of like the death rattle of rock and roll, as I would say. You know, yeah. but. Uh, whatever dude <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding that's that's fine you everyone's entitled to their opinion i just still like i just still like get people riled up it riled me up. Um, i mean it's it's something that i've 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 heard i've heard i've heard that a lot and we, 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 don't, we don't need we don't need to get into it. it it's sort of like the same thing that everything is i think personally everything is a niche interest now so yeah well yeah. there's no shows right now man yeah you know? so i am <laughs> kind of right <laughs> now i'm right yeah well now it's not just it's not just rock and roll it's literally everything so that's true <laughs> Every, yeah everything's dead everything's now. currently dead yeah totally uh you know you if you wouldn't mind this is gonna yeah i'm just jumping around all over the damn place which of course is what this show does but yeah you, you posted a story and i've i've i thought i saw you post it before some time back but i just thought it was really cool uh can you just retell the story with the elliot smith and the uh Oh yeah, I posted it so many times. I, I felt like kind of like bad telling it again, but someone sent me that photo, and it was just cool to know I wasn't like totally crazy or totally off, you know? Right. Um, 
Of course, the, the photo being Elliot Smith with that. You know what? I'll put it in the chat box so people don't have to explain it to people. It's like, hey, here's 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 what this picture looks like. Here's me describing it to you. It's gonna be really compelling. <laughs> yeah. What what does the hat say? I can't even remember now. It's like, uh, who's the boss? I am or something like that. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and it's it's in that kind of big block. Like I guess what's known as like meme letters now. But you know, at the time, it's just like it's a big stupid hat. Yeah, it was like a uh, 98 or 99, 98, something like that. 99, maybe. And uh, I convinced my friend who wrote Sex Advice for Buddy Head, this dude Marco, uh, to drive from L.A. to Olympia. Um, and he had like no concept of what we were going to because his like favorite artists were like uh, Sarah McLaughlin and like Annie DeFranco. <laughs> and we used to say that he had like the taste of a lesbian. He was like, great dude, but he wasn't, he was like the only guy not allowed to review records. So I'm like, do you want to go to this like kill rock stars festival? And not exactly you know, right down the line for this, this fella. Like it's, it's he just didn't care. He was rad. He was a great sidekick, but he had no concept of what we were going to at all. He was just like, yeah, bands. Cool. You know? Yeah. So we drove up there, we got there and it was like, it was like a yo-yo go-go festival. So it was like, I forget all who played, but it was like Hovercraft, Sleater Keeney. Hovercraft. Uh, that. Yeah, and, and that was when Eddie Vedder was dating her, so he was there. Right. And then uh, fucking, I forget, a bunch of other bands, like Kill Rock Stars. I, I can't even remember. But point is, we went to see Elliot, and uh, we got there, and it was like sold out. It was at the Capitol Theater. And so we walked around the side of the, as the alley is, as one does, and, uh, you know, see, so he was like at the backstage door and he was outside smoking, just like out there, just Elliot Smith by himself. And I was like, dude, we drove all the way up. I mean, you know, I'm 18. To do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 18. <laughs> I drove up here to see you from LA. Like, can we like get tickets from you? And he was like, oh, you know, I got two guest spots and no friends. Do you guys want to be my friends? And we were like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> he like walked us in and he was wearing the hat. It says like who's the boss or whatever. It says I'm the boss. That's why. Is is I'm looking at that's the picture right. now and desperately trying that's to get right. into the chat box. And he would like walk by every band and just be like, "Who's the boss?" And they'd be like, "You are Elliot." Like you know, like he'd been like saying it all day, and it like wasn't funny anymore, <laughs> but it was funny. And uh, yeah, he was like super charming and really nice. I mean, especially because we were just like two dorky kids, you know, like super fans, you know. And he was like so sweet to us, treated like we were like peers and shit, you know. It was cool. And uh, I asked him if I could take photos, and he he just basically we like maybe ten minutes after he walked us in, he went on stage. Like we just like walked through the crowd, in the backstage crowd, walked us out to the stage, sat me on the side of the stage, and I just sat like five feet from him and like videotaped half of it and took photos and and it was fucking rad. And then afterwards, uh, we walked to like a local bar. I forget which one, but it's just like a few doors up from the Capitol Theater and. You know, I'd never really even been. Maybe I'd been in a bar twice. I was like, eighteen, nineteen, and uh, yeah, it was it was weird because he got like super dark and started talking about how ugly he was, and just like kind of took a, a left turn, and then yeah, he yeah. ran into some people <laughs> he knew, and and uh, and we bailed, and that was that was that. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that's cool a hell experience. of a story. So, how, so, like, how did your your dude who uh, was big into Annie DeFranco or whatnot? How do you? <laughs> How do you handle it? Oh, I mean, I think he was like, at that point, I was probably familiar with Elliot Smith. I'm probably selling him short, but like all the other bands are, you know, um, I think he was into it, you know? I don't, I I just enjoy a good, uh, a good, uh, fish out of water story as much as anyone else. So, yeah, he went on to actually start the Hotel Cafe, which is also, you know, oh, killer. Yeah, the guy we didn't let review records ended up running a successful music venue, uh, you know? Hopefully, there's there you go. Yeah, but like makeup, Thrones, Sleater Kenny, like I think Dead Moon played that. I mean, there was like a pretty yeah Thrones. Stacked. Thrones was one of the bands I went to see. Yep, 
And then also that weekend, I interviewed uh, uh, Type Rose from way back when. We went over to like, we just like went and like knocked on Killer Rockstar's door and our friend worked at K. So we went to both places. Like first we went to K and I interviewed, our friend was like working mail order and she introduced us to, uh, what's the dudes from Type Rose, the guitar Quitty, player guy, you know, uh, Quitty, yeah. yeah, Quitty and the other dude. And so I interviewed those two dudes and took photos and then. On the way out of town, we just like went by Kill Rockstars and like knocked on the door because it was like a house. And Toby Vale answered and like gave oh, us killer. a tour. Yeah, Toby's and, to- like, Toby's good people, man. Yeah, it was like pretty cool for being like eighteen. It was it was <laughs> it was mean, awesome, you know. It's pretty cool if you're forty two, but it's a really cool. If you're do you know what I mean? Like if you're just like, oh, there's the house. Like, do you think they'll let us in? And she gave us a tour, and like yeah. I think she even sent us home with a couple of records. Hell and, yeah, uh, that's awesome. It was like you know, the whole weekend was a win. But yeah, that's my that's my best Elliot Smith story for sure. No, and, and that's a good one. And, and like we've and I've what I should have done if I you know had time or I guess wasn't cranking these out so much. I probably would like got, gone back and like listened to stories that you've told on this show before uh, that we haven't gone through. Uh, but I didn't do any of that, so it's just going to go by memory, which is fine because yeah, you've been how many shows you've been doing lately? Fuck, dude! Like we're up to your. This is one seventy eight, and at the beginning, uh, at, uh, at the end of March, it was at one forty seven. So <laughs> do the quick math. Yeah, you've been talking to everybody. It's cool. No, it and it's it's it has been rad, and I've been I'm I think that's just the me thing that I just get. I don't want to repeat shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but. Like what I've what I've noticed too is even when like I know we're repeating stuff like a lot of listeners are new like they just had never you know maybe they've delved a little bit into the archives but they didn't uh, you know dig like too far or whatever so I guess that's my way of saying I probably shouldn't fucking worry about it. <laughs> yeah, anytime I overthink things like that, I end up being wrong, you know. But let's talk. You know, let's talk. So we we've talked about the zines at length before in the past. But the, yeah. the photo zines, they're it's real cool. First of all, zines in general, I just think are are still cool, even if they're not like in in the zeitgeist. It's nice to have a thing that isn't like you know you click on three things and like something comes up on your phone. You know what I mean? It's a tactile thing. Uh, the first one. It feels um, more personal, you know, to me. It's like way, when you're like holding something, personal. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the first one was more, um, well, uh, why don't you, what, what do you say the differences are between the, between them, between the past? Uh, the, the first one was just, the first one's called past lives. And, uh, that was just me kind of like diving into my photo archive that I hadn't seen in like 10 years. Joe kind of like saved it and, uh, had been storing it for me and I got it back and, you know, I just went through it for like a year literally cause it's like so big and tried to see what was there. And I just really wanted to make something and that's kind of what came out of it. And there, I didn't have a lot of words for it. So I just kind of wrote like an intro. So it's mostly, you know, it's 112 pages and it's mostly just like photos from everything from, you know, like the early punk rock tours that I did with Ickerslein and, you know, yeah. we toured the, yeah, uh, everyone from like Ink and Dagger to Cave In to Primal Scream to Perfect Circle and uh, to whoever else, Distillers, Queens of Stone Age, all that. And then later Nine Inch Nails and kind of like that world. And so there's a lot of stuff to just like being on tour and then like being at festivals and being around other bands and, and just a lot of like buddy head stuff, just kind of like my life basically. And then just stuff of LA and kind of like a little scrapbook from, I guess, 99 to, or like 97 to 2007. Something like that, that 10 year stretch there, kind of kind of yeah. the same era as these tapes that I'm going through now. But it's it's mostly band related, that that one. And then the the one that I did after that is more of like a 
I guess, uh, I guess it's more of like a magazine. Uh, there's some articles, like I interviewed kind of everyone around me that's close to me, which would be Joe and uh, Problemus, who's my girlfriend, and Annie Hardy gets interviewed, and Joe's brother wrote like a little thing, and I talked to Mark Lanigan, and just kind of like, I guess, interviewed him about myself, I guess. It's kind of like a personal kind of a more personal one that one yeah um, it definitely had, it had a different there's a lot of, of stuff that i don't really like talk about online yeah, um, yeah, yeah like i interviewed my mom about like my drug addiction and stuff like that which was cool um because it's like right before my mom got dementia too so my mom's kind of like oh. on the way out now so it was like literally yeah. like right before all that which was cool because she doesn't even remember a lot of that stuff now so it was kind of like i did it at the right time without even knowing um, but yeah, it's like that one's more like stuff from the last three years. So there is a lot of photos in it, but there's also like a lot more words and it's, it's kind of like a lot more personal. It's, a, it's basically about like the beginning of American primitive and all that stuff. Yeah. It seemed like it, it, it like it hit totally differently. Like they're both really cool. If I've, and if I remember right, uh, the, like you had just finished that one when you, you were on last, but like, it wasn't like out to the Yeah. World. I don't think it was out yet. Yeah. And then, like, I had a chance to, like, look through it. I was like, oh, wow, the feels on this is, like, totally different. Oh, crazy. I got to check it out later. Uh, but it's really cool. I mean, they're both really cool. Yeah, the cool, first one, like, I, I kind of planned it to be more like that, the first one. And I just didn't really – I didn't have the words yet. Like, I didn't have enough, like, space between all that stuff, I guess, you know? Right. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm probably going to do a follow-up to the past lives ones because I have so many old photos of, like, at the drive-in and Fugazi and all that type of shit and probably, like, write more kind of like what i've been doing on instagram now i mean all this instagram is kind of like the demos for all this shit anyway i kind of just (laughs) take all that shit and and just like rewrite it and make like take out the lame parts and the stuff that i find embarrassing the second read over you know but uh yeah that's that's kind of where yeah you mentioned that there's a lot of cool stuff that's being created like for instance i got i got the uh the mug of the i think if I remember right, uh, one of your one of your followers just like asked like if you had any advice for like basically like a like a younger younger buck kind of just finding his way. Oh yeah, yeah, younger younger me, twenty five year old me, and I just kind of I kind of just wrote down everything that I wish people would have would have told me because I didn't really have like I you know I, my story is like I moved to Los Angeles when I was seventeen. Um, and I didn't really talk to my parents. They were, you know, I didn't really get along with my parents. So I didn't talk to them for like 10 years until they, until they got divorced. And, uh, um, I didn't really have anyone around me, you know, uh, telling me things. So these were, this is kind of like all the things that I wish you wish you you could go back. People would have told me because I was just kind of like, you know, uh, I had to learn by trial and error a lot. So, well, for um, sure. And like, that's something that, you know, like what is that face a song? <laughs> Wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. Like that. Uh, yeah. The one they didn't let Rod sing on. Yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> there's also a really cool silkworm cover of it too. Ooh la la. Yeah. I couldn't think of the name of it because it apparently was way too simple. And he's done like 50 covers of it since because he's still pissed about it. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Secondly, I'm going to sing the shit out of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, but it's real cool because, like, I mean, you did it within the format and style and framework of Instagram and Instagram stories, but it's in a way that's like pretty entertaining. Like, I gotta say, like, you know, I don't, I don't fuck around on Instagram stories like that much. I'm pretty goddamn busy, but like, yours is always interesting, even if I, you know, <laughs> not to be a dick, even if I don't always care about the content. It's all, it's never. Yeah, boring. thanks. Thanks, man. And I know you'll take that as the compliments intended as. 
but oh of course yeah yeah it's pretty all over the place i mean you have to be you'd have to be a total weirdo to be like interested in everything that i post because <laughs> i i post a lot too i overshare so yeah you're, you you're pretty busy but it's you're one of the few people that's pretty busy that's like oh no it's actually pretty good though like it's good stuff and like i like that well first of all there was just good advice and it was well done it seemed like it was something like you're almost waiting to like kind of unload right and in a certain way even if it was just like uh subconsciously and then i love that like you first of all you put on a coffee mug and i just i'd broken one of my favorite coffee mugs like the day before so I'm like fuck yeah i'm ordering that <laughs> i love that spending, spending mornings together i didn't even know that yeah exactly and it's not like you know not like i need the advice but i just like i like the ethos of, of having like oh this is this is like a mug with good advice on it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it was it was funny how it came about it was uh I was doing the ask me stuff on the stories, you know, and it, it, it veered from like, what bands do I think suck, which went on forever. And people kept asking me if I liked idols. And then it kind of veered into like all these like life advice things, which I just, you know, I never would have expected anyone wanted my advice. Yeah, you're years not ago, exactly a motivational speaker on the, uh, it's just like, and it, I always felt very uneducated, you know, on it, you know, it's always like, I'm not a professional, especially when people ask you about like, you know, depression and shit. It's like, dude, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I'm qualified, but you know, I always got to give it your best. And anyway, that stuff kind of came out of that, which is like nothing I ever like wanted to do or planned, but it was like, you know, it's cool. And people seem to respond to it. So, and that's always like, you know, I guess the, the goal. Well, and, and I think it, it comes from a very honest place and, and that's, that's where anytime you're, and you, you're the first one to say like with, uh, with anything to like, look, man, I ain't no expert. And, but that said, like, it's coming from your perspective. And I think that honesty, you know, I'm not sure if a lot of, especially younger folks really get that from, from folks. Cause everyone's kind of always trying to sell something. Not that you aren't trying to sell shit, but you know what I mean? Like trying to sell them like a bill of goods. <laughs> like, yeah. and to have that, to have that coming from someone that you're like, Oh man, you know, this guy's cool. Like he's done all this stuff. Like I totally dig the uh like you know what he does and to to be able to take that and i don't know like find something in it that you know i first of all whoever asked that question freaking hit the jackpot right (laughs) (laughs) and and definitely probably felt better of not asking you if you liked idols or not uh But I just like, you know, I, I thought it, w- it was actually, you know, in the, the rare pantheon of good advice that it's just like, hey, you know, here's here's what I wish I would have known. You know, here's why, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know. It's just cool. Like it, it was coming from a very unlikely place. No offense. But it was, uh, you know, <laughs> right? It, it was rad, man. Like I was I was kind of like I was like low key stoked for that when when that happened. I was like, that's that's really cool. Did you ever hear from the person who answered back? Like, did they say anything? Yeah, they were super stoked. They were like totally flattered. You know, I gave them a shout out on the first post of it. I think. Yeah, um, you basically were the Elliot Smith <laughs> to that to that uh, Instagram user <laughs> in, in that scenario. Except you didn't ask <laughs> who, the, who the boss was to anybody that I'm aware of. I'm gonna start. You should. What, so tell me about tell me about how you got into doing that, like the the, the ask me shit, which that's part of that's the, the the ask me shit like was that just like a hey let's let's see what this is and i don't I, even know i think i just saw the feature on there and i right. was like super stoned and i was bored and i was like fuck it and uh yeah it just like it slowly evolved too you know it started off like really dumb like your favorite color like what's this what's that and then it would get like uh you know it, it would fl- you know it would like it would like, kind of vary from like you know super lowbrow like memes you know to like 
kind of like really deep questions like that one, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. Like I was only going to do it for a couple of days and it kept going and I, I literally did it for like, like, I think like six or seven months, like say, every day. It seemed like it went on for so long. And at first I was like, oh shit, you know, I'll check this out right on. Then, then it kind of seemed like it kept, it kept getting better though. It was weird. At least for me, like I started like, it kept like kind of pushing me to like write different things. Like people would ask me about shit that like, I just don't really think about 20 years ago a lot, you know, unless people ask me about it, you and, know, it's but like, that's where most where a lot of folks know, know you from. So of course that's going to be what's on their mind, but yeah, I, which is cool. Like, I don't mind talking about it, but it was, it would never ever be anything. I would sit down and be like, Oh, I got to write something on ink and dagger in 1999 right now. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, nah, for sure. like yeah, I was there. Not like, front of mine in any way, shape or form. But it's cool. Like, because I do have feels for that shit and like I was there and I'm proud of it. So it's like, it's cool because it would kind of like dig up stuff like that. You know, so uh, that was kind of why I kept doing is it, things would just kind of like uh, kind of build off it, I guess, you know, people would like spark things. Yeah. And it almost kind of seemed like it had the same attitude, if not the content as Buddy Head did. Like it was, it was very extemporaneous. It was, uh, you know, it was you kept it light. Like it was it was often over, you know, funny gifts that were <laughs> funny in their own right. Like the format, I think, suited you. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because people would always ask, like, when are you going to bring Buddyhead back? And it's like, well, if, you know, if we were going to bring it back, this is it, bro. Like, I am that. This is how it's done, bro. It's like, welcome to 2020 or whatever year that was, 2019. You know, it's like, so, but then I I did bring the site back and uh, just only put my photos on it. Well, and we've talked about it before. It's really, it's real hard for folks to remember or even if they if they knew stuff used to be like so different like this whole like idea like this informal kind of like a, what what are those muppets the the old guys the statler and waldorf like kind of uh thing that goes on like that never happened oh yeah yeah that i used to get happened. compared to those guys a lot and, and like it was so when buddy had came out it was so unique cuz nobody was was um had that amount of reverence to stuff and it's not that you were just like trash talking like everything but like it was sort of like there was a lot of sacred cows that you were just flat out tipping over fairly regularly and it was a it was a big deal because everyone didn't have a platform on like freaking facebook or twitter or whatever to like rattle off about their hot take about it yeah now you can just like search anything on twitter and you got you got millions of buddy heads yeah, I mean, you have, like, people that just, like, you know, whatever, maybe they're, they're an accountant in Poughkeepsie or something, but they're, like, it was like oh, man, that guy's hilarious, you know? <laughs> like, there's a lot of those. Th- there are, and, and that's the awesome side of the internet, and, of course, there's a lot of unawesome sides of it as well. Uh, so, but there was, you know, I mean, there was a lot of folks that kind of, like, took y'all's format and kind of stole it, really. Like, it made it, like, a crappier version of it. And I know there was there was a chance to quote unquote sell out at at one point, and it, and obviously you didn't. Like, do you ever think about that? Like the fact you got offered like basically an absurd amount of money at one point for this thing that you did for the hell of it? Yeah, there was there was a bunch of them. They kept getting more and more. I mean, honestly, like I, again, I didn't have anyone around me like telling me to like take. I mean, there's two ways I look at it. Like, I think if I would have taken the money, I'd probably be dead. Because if I, if money wouldn't have been an issue, uh, and when I hit, I got on drugs, dude, it just would have been over. You know what I mean? So in a weird way, it kind of like saved my life, like not taking it. But yeah, I mean, we got offered like I think the last offer was like twelve million bucks. 
but before that there had been a few offers and it just kept you know different labels or whatever we took a bunch of meetings like that but we also just thought that like we didn't see things changing that fast you know it's like well if it's worth this much now it'll be worth more later right (laughs) you know like yeah yeah um, oh it's gonna be 20 million next year yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and then you know and then i went on tour with nine inch nails in like 2005 i think for you know three years not for three years solid but you know for that three years basically and I think I only updated the site like once a year every year, you know, during that era, just because I didn't care. I was like traveling and do you know what I mean? It was a different era. We didn't have like iPhones to update from and stuff, you know? So it was like, uh, and during that time, everyone that worked at Pitchfork and the other sites like stereo, they all bought houses and shit, you know? So it was like, things changed like overnight. Yeah. And it's, and that's something where sometimes you got to wonder just like, you know, the, 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 the folks that like, it's like ended up, being given all of this authority and uh, gravitas, there's this like, oh, dude, that's stolen valor, motherfucker. You know, like, this is like flat out. No names mentioned, but yeah, you you mentioned Pitchfork, and that's one that comes to mind for sure. Where it's like, this one, this is the site that freaking becomes like someone, you know, people's like daily, whatever. I don't like that site. Never have. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like this. They, they're like bought by some corporation, right? It's like a it's like a shell of what it was anyway. I mean, not that it was ever good, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Now it's even. Now it's like you know, the people that used to ride for it don't ride for it. You know, it's like a whole other thing. Yeah, it's like maybe the Ryan guy still there or something. Version, but of yeah, it. I don't, I don't like regret not taking it. Not, not really, because I like where I'm at. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I'd probably be dead if I took all that money. Like young me with millions of dollars, it's like, dude, someone would have died for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah this i mean like, that sounds like, I, dark, had to, like but I i get it i, I mean i'm kind of I, I feel lucky to even like be alive at this point so it's like yeah i'm I pretty mean, stoked I, the way things turned out i think i think any other way i probably would have died <laughs> like it's surprising that i'm still here honestly i mean we didn't uh i guess we never really talked about it i mean that was like kind of a big deal like it was like what about five years ago or something that you yeah yeah i've been off heroin for five years now and uh, that was like four years of my life, and like for probably like three and a half of them, I was trying to quit. Yeah. First six months ruled, and then after that, it was just like hell on earth. <laughs> you know, first six months right. was awesome. It was like this shit works great. Everyone's tripping, and then it was like, oh wait, here we go. You know. But yeah, uh, it's been five years, and that's that's kind of why like getting back into my photos and going through all this stuff. Like the first scene, I didn't really have words because i i really didn't have enough like time and separation away from that shit you know it was like it's kind of hard to do creative stuff at first you know it took a lot of like yeah like sitting down like i actually like when i first got sober i like started to write a book and man it fucking sucked but i wrote every day you know what i mean <laughs> but you were doing you know it, what like I mean? what they say yeah people that write say that that's the way you got to do is you, like you got to just whether it, it that was the only comes out whether it or, sucks you just do it and it for me, it was either that or do drugs, you know? Right. So it was like, I just started writing and it was terrible. And uh funny story is I had it left at my mom's and this dude picked it up because, you know, she lives up in Oregon. My friend picked it up and he was going to send it back to me. And the whole thing, all these notebooks got stolen out of his car. Oh, and man. he, he like called me and told me, and then some lady found it on the side of the road and she mailed it to me. But yeah, I got it. And it's utter trash so i was like totally embarrassed that like this awful book i wrote was like on the street in portland some lady like <laughs> you know like looked through it and was just like well this guy's psycho you know yeah what kind of what serial then, like, killer she wrote hit this? me up on twitter and was like i found eight of your notebooks and i was like oh god you know what i mean it was, like, so embarrassing yeah yeah that, that that's like uh 
you know, the last thing you want is like for random ass people to find them. Like, yeah, I was just like, I mean, Jesus. oh man, just like two weeks sober and like writing about the glory days, you know, it was just like, whoa. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I tried to write a book right off, but you know, just putting in the time and like showing up every day. Uh, eventually, I think things started getting better, you know, and it got easier. So what was, I mean, you said you were, and you were trying to like quit for like three and a half of those years you, you said, but I mean, what was, was there ever like any like moment of truth, like epiphany, like of, of just like, I can't fucking do this anymore or what? I mean, Oh yeah. There was a million of them, dude. It was like, you know, like every weekend I had one, but yeah, it just took me, I was, I don't know if I was a slow, I mean, you know, felt like a slow learner, but you know, to be honest, heroin's got like a 97% relapse rate. So yeah. I guess it's just, it's a really fucking gnarly drug, you know, as they tell you, but well, you know, look at like King I, heroin, told James me, Brown, like literally it's just like he talks about, you know, and the whole song is literally just like a PSA about how it's going to become all your life is like whatever it was before that's gone. And that was like, when he do that, like seventies or something, you know, like that's nothing new, but it's, it's still turns out heroin still ruins lives. Who knew? Yeah. It, it takes everything. It becomes like a full-time job. You know, that's all you got. And, uh, that's like your whole identity. That's like what your aspirations are. It's all it's all related. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know the week I was on the cover of the LA Weekly, you know I was like doing heroin for the first time, and then it was just like everything got ripped away, you know. And then luckily I made it and kind of had to start like from scratch. Like when I moved back to LA, I guess right. four years ago, three years ago, four years ago, yeah. three years ago. Three years ago, like my first job, like I needed a job when I got here and I just went on Craigslist and like looked up jobs and there was like some hotel receptionist and I was like, I could do that. Do you like Google <laughs> jobs? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I needed something, dude. And I, anyway, I showed up. Ask Jeeves, and it was show a me jobs. <laughs> dog hotel, dude. It oh, wasn't man. even a real hotel. So, but when I got there, I was like, fuck it, I need a job. Yeah. And they, they gave it to me. And then uh, I worked at a dog hotel for three months and uh, it was, it was like boot camp. you know, it was, it was gnarly, but I needed it, you know? Yeah, I'm sure the the schedule probably helped considerably. I would imagine. So you you mentioned the LA Weekly article that that was I don't think we've ever talked about. It. That was the one where you were talking about um, how Manson didn't <laughs> didn't know any Led Zeppelin songs and stuff like that, right? That that's the one. Yeah, that's uh, the one that we got Manson death threats after that. I was gonna say he didn't take that too well. <laughs> and was he was he he was dating Evan Rachel Wood at that point, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I, I mean, I hung out a few times because uh, uh, we had made friends with Jordy uh, Twiggy, right. who was in uh, Perfect Circle because we'd opened for or Icarus Line had opened for per- Perfect Circle for a tour, and so we'd kind of become friends with Jordy. And then, let's see, I was out with Jordy at uh, this club called Teddy's. It's in the Roosevelt. It's in the bottom there. Okay. And uh, as we walked in, we ran into Marilyn Manson, and he hadn't like seen him in years. And uh, and they started talking and shit because I had kind of known Manson a little bit, like through email and stuff like that. Yeah, through the and, site, uh, just being around and whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we all like talked, and then he ended up joining the band and all that. And then uh, and then uh, yeah. So should I tell the story about the? that i tell Ellie weekly yeah i mean i mean christ that was like that was a long time ago i mean the only reason i even thought about it is i actually just uh uh finished watching westworld and i was like oh fuck evan rachel wood like didn't she date manson at one point like because it's like you just think i just think of her as like a legit actress now and i mean 
that that sounds terrible, but <laughs> like since yeah. I knew you, you were coming on, like I thought about that and was like, oh man, like that's freaking wild. She did. Yeah, the, the first time, the first time I hung out with them, they they invited me over to the Mondrian, the hotel in Hollywood. Yeah, and they were just like partying there, and Kaniki from Greece was there. You know that dude? No, he's he's dead. You know the movie Grease. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't live in a cave. He's also on. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's also on. Uh, he was on. Anyway, he just got off celebrity rehab. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. But he's like dead now. R.I.P. But anyway, I sang <laughs> Grease Lightning <laughs> karaoke with Kaniki and Manson and Jordy. That was like my first time hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, these guys are like fun. And then the second time, they called us on uh, Christmas Eve and asked us to get like a bunch of coke for them <laughs> as one and i was like no nah, man it's it's christmas eve i don't know where i'm gonna find that and he was like you know we got a thousand dollars for an eight ball and i was like where do i go you know <laughs> so did, I did, did anyone at any point say we need really need a white christmas because i feel like it was a movie somebody would say that <laughs> i don't remember that but uh <laughs> but yeah that's my that's my wild manson story well and then yeah and and that but that was a good example of just it wasn't like you're seeking out these experiences like you know this is just people that wanted to be like involved and like like know you and like hang out and like be part of the thing and like then you know if they were maybe controversialized in the process then okay you know like that's kind of cost of doing business to a certain degree yeah yeah i mean a lot of them we knew through like shows or you know just various yeah. band things you know um you know after you after you're around enough, like in the music scene, I guess, you know, we kind of just like ended up knowing people. I mean, is there any, is there any, like, who do you, who do you think of from those days that you're just surprised, like bigger things didn't happen with? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. No one really. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always like surprised when big things happen. You know, honestly, <laughs> there's a lot of people I'm surprised big things happen too. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. I mean, it, I, that was like never the goal for me or any of my friends, you know? So anytime anything good happened, it was like a surprise. It's like a minor miracle and kind of like a comet strike or something along those lines. Yeah. Like someone asked me today, like about at the drive-in, like to comment on some photo and they said, uh, like I posted some photo of them at the Roxy and he's like, did you, could you feel the tension in the band? Like were you, were you, were, were you like shocked when they, when they broke up? And it was like, no, nah, dude, like I'm never surprised when bands break up. Cause like, I'm always like surprised when they stay together. It's like, you know, it's like dating like four other dudes. Like, yeah, exactly. it's like, the, you know what I mean? Like, no, I wasn't. And you know, yeah, there's tension in every band because it's like a relationship with like four dudes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that, and that's something that, well, and I get annoyed f- with, like, rock documentaries. Actually, I guess that could be the sentence. I just get annoyed by rock documentaries. But, like, <laughs> ditto. Where they, where they just, you know, they always, like, they always tell the same fucking story and they always come from the same perspective. And it's always as if, like, oh, you know, they're from Mars and they're these artists, the blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, they're fucking people that do, like, you know, like, they leave the door open when they're taking a piss or something and annoys the living fuck out of someone else. Like, it's like, there's real life things to it. And it may not be like something that the fans necessarily think about, but it's, it's, it's something that, I don't know, at least the deification of, of the star, I guess it's not just like rock stars or whatever, but like this, this idea, first of all, I think it went one way that 
was like, oh, they never showed any of that. And then there's like shows about all of it, uh, including people that are famous for the sake of being famous, which is like bizarre development where it's like, what are you famous for? I'm not, I'm not entirely certain anymore. Yeah, they just they. I can't. It takes it takes a lot for me to want to watch a rock doc these days. It's got to be something, something yeah. a little more out of the box. It's, kind it's, of seen it all. I feel like it's very rare to see one that kind of does something different or does something cool. And it's always like kind of like a minor miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> been it's been a minute since I've been excited to see any of them. You know? Did we talk about we talked about that that uh, Jim Jarmusch Stooges one last time, right? I didn't even watch it, but Joe said it was lame. Oh yeah, I was, you know that's, I was talking to Joe, but it, it was it wasn't great. I mean, it was sort of like there was just nothing. It was just paint by numbers. It was I that's exactly more. what he said. I think paint yeah. by numbers. Yeah, like I mean, just, what do you, what do you think it is? That's fucking exactly what it was. Like, come on. I think Joe said that it's not the reason I like the Stooges. Right. What he <laughs> said after watching it, and I was like, cool, I'm skipping it. Yeah, yeah. You you you, know, you, you can live your entire life not see that and 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 be fine. It'd be okay. Uh, Taz, yeah, it seems, seems like it's kind of like surface level shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like you know, whatever. Like read, read the chapter. Twenty minutes. Like, I I want to be your dog or something. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say read 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 the couple chapters and please kill me and like just blast Funhouse. <laughs> Call me in the morning. Exactly. That that's the prescription. So talk talk to me about the American primitive stuff. You've got a whole bunch of you've got the uh, the social just in a timely manner. You got the social distancing T-shirts, which are in the uh, the old school social distortion logo. That's a that's a Joe shirt. Uh, it's it's the it's kind of like taking on lifestyle brand. Yeah, <laughs> connotations. It's kind of no rules. It's just kind of like morphing into all this stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. There's um, there's the classic backwards gun logo that I think somebody didn't somebody try to rip that off a couple years ago or my is that down? My coming. Yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Some kid did. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I sent people after him. <laughs> send them my goons. Um, but yeah, uh, we see the, what, what do we got coming out. We got Joe's got a bunch of stuff about ready to dump. He's got like three EPs mm-hmm. coming out that are called deep fake EPs. It's basically like a full length broken into three EPs, and then he's got another full length coming out after that called Skeleton Joe. So he's got like kind of a a large cachet of music about to come, which is going to be fun. Because uh, pretty soon, as soon as we can, as soon as we can hang out, we'll start shooting videos for that, which is which is always like kind of my favorite stuff when we all like kind of collaborate together on that shit. Yeah, I mean, last time before last that I, I was in L.A., I think it was time before last, you were shooting the video for that Mark Lanigan song for uh, Stitch It Up. I, I think that's right. right. Yeah. And that's a, uh, you know, it's cool because, it, I mean, they're, it's interesting, like, cool videos. But, like, did you ever, and you did the, uh, there was the um, the rentals one? Yeah, it's cool because, uh, you know, we did, let's see, the last Joe video we did, I guess, was uh, two years ago? Yeah, that's you know, About the same time we filmed Holy War and then, right. then we did uh, yep, yep, Mark yep. Lanigan together and Joe directed that. And then kind of since then, like, the last year, me and Jacob have kind of been doing our own thing while Joe's been finishing up his music. You know, and we did a bunch of smaller bands videos like, you know, Dream Home. We did a couple of Problemas videos. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else do we do? Uh, Vitamin XP, this band. And we did a Rentals video, which was the last thing we did. Oh, and we also did the Cauterizers, who also I just put out their EP and a single on Buddy Head. So we did a video for them, too. They're like an L.A. surf band. Nice. And um, so we've kind of been like honing our chops in the meantime, me and Jacob, and kind of trying on different hats, like depending on the project, like 
we'll we'll switch roles like directing or or shooting and and uh we've been just kind of honing our skills and uh it's kind of gonna kind of be fun to come back with joe and you know see what you can get kind of form like voltron again and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh make some more make some more videos and uh hopefully a short film later this year to kind of like a follow-up to holy war or something along those lines well when i had joe on last it was it was right after icarus land must die came out if i remember right and it, it sort of seems like you, that's kind of like you guys got the bug a little bit with that like oh yeah oh. dude that was like a huge i mean at least for me like and i think everyone it was like well that's where we met jacob who who does a lot of the editing and shot most of holy war mm-hmm. um we met him on that because he shot that but for me like i you know i was still uh you know on probation and all that up in washington but i i helped them write some of the dialogue but i remember before they shot it, I was like, man, this is going to suck. Like some indie movie about Joe's life. Like (laughs) it's probably going to be so embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like I was like, man, I was hoping for the best, but you know, like, yeah, just didn't look good. I was like, it movies just seemed like, and the reason I say that is not because like anyone involved was like not talented or anything. It was just like movies seemed so big to me. You know what I mean? I was like, I just didn't think that me or people I knew we could make movies. So when it came out and it was like pretty fucking good, I was like, Oh wow, we can we can do this, you know, and I think that in, inspired us to to go and you know start making our own little films and stuff like that, and kind of figure that stuff out. It was it was cool to see it kind of come come out and and be pretty decent and people connect with it and stuff. Yeah, man. Like I mean, talking about Jarmouche, like I thought that 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 movie had like big Jarmouche vibes, and not in the fact that it seemed exactly like one of his movies, but kind of just evoked that same sort of. Yeah, for, it's a very it's LA noir. Yeah, sure. totally. Like that that in, that Indian film noir sort of feel, and I, and like it was it amazed me because that wasn't even something that I kind of knew I missed until I saw it, and then I was like, oh crap, no one's done this for a, a really long time that I'm aware. Maybe people are doing it, I just don't fucking know about it. But and it's about Joe, but it's really about anyone that's ever you know tried to be creative or live that life and that's the struggles that, that, and that come with it. And I think anyone yeah. can relate. It's not necessarily about Joe. I mean, it is, but, you know, anyone that's been through that can kind of relate. I've, like, recommended to people, and that's, like, what I what I said. It was, it was like, look, you don't even necessarily need to know or care about the Icarus line to enjoy this movie. Like, it's kind of, like, it, it works on its own, on its own merit. It's pretty universal, you know? It's just, like, about the struggle. Yeah. Which is what's where the magic is, you know? That's what makes it so cool. Because, you know, I was, like, thinking it was going to be something kind of cheesy. But, uh... But yeah, we kind of got the bug when that one when that one dropped, and uh, you know I can't really watch it anymore just because you know there's like dead friends and yeah, ex wives of people, and you know what I mean. Like a lot of the people aren't here anymore that are that are in that movie. So uh, you know, after I seen it like four times, like because you know we we took it even to Mexico City when we went to play shows with Joe, so we would play it before Joe played, mm-hmm. and we couldn't even watch it then. It was just like a little too heavy. We had to wait outside. You know, it's a great movie, but I don't I don't really need to see it anymore. I'm too close to it it's well, a it's a heavy one in that sense just because of the people yeah. that are in it yeah yeah and, and, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that i mean it's it's like know your limits right don't no i mean i try to get everyone to watch it i think it's a great movie yeah, i'm just yeah. saying personally it's a it's just like really close to us you know because our friend alvin and stuff yeah i was gonna say that's like it's that was like real uh real soon before he he, he passed on right if i remember correctly yeah alvin's in a wheelchair in the movie you know because he couldn't he had like a tumor on his spine so he couldn't walk. So, yeah, and it was, you know, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty heavy, though. 
but uh, also kind of beautiful that like you know our friend is like immortalized. In, yeah, man. In, uh, I mean, in, in, in all a that. good he's movie, also in, not just in a movie. He's but also a good in. Uh, <laughs> he's also in Holy War too because we go to his grave for the first time. We film Joe going to his grave in in our movie in Holy War too. Nice. So talk to me about Holy War too. That's it's been. Uh, there's been some YouTube premiere do you call it a premiere i don't know what the fuck you call it but yeah we just kind of put it online because we've been sitting on it you know yeah. we've just been so busy with other things we we kept thinking we were going to find a home for it somewhere and then we just never put effort into it so we were like <laughs> man we've never put that out right i mean yeah. you know joe's been making records and you know we've just been doing so many different things that it was just like we didn't have that person to go see if anyone wanted to like you know put it out somewhere so we were just like well now's the time i guess it's been two years now or never, you know. So and also, you know, there's. And I think it was cool to share with everyone right now too. I think it's cool, even though it's two years old. I think it still resonates, you know. No, I think you're onto something there because the thing is now, like, people have time. Like, even people that, you right. know, dude, there's people that like listen to this show now, and it's like a daily thing of theirs. Who before were like, yeah, I don't really listen to podcasts. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't give a shit, and secondly, <laughs> like, really, like, okay, fine, I don't care. But like, there's there's folks that have time for formats and things that they didn't necessarily know they wanted. Like, you know, whatever they watch all the stuff on Netflix and like, well, crap, like what are we going to do now? Like we're still quarantined and like we watched all, you know, all the episodes of the show and whatever. So people are trying new stuff, which is kind of like, it seems like it's a good time to have like a bunch of stuff banked where you just, <laughs> you just have a bunch of stuff like ready to go, which, you know, I don't, but, <laughs> but you're, but you're cranking them out, but I'm cranking That's them out matters. too. But by the same token, it's a perfect time to release something like Holy War 2 where people where might be like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad that's happening. I'll watch that later. And they never get around to it. It's like it's like they're like, motherfucker, what are you doing? You're doing nothing. You're sitting around. You're sitting around in your sweatpants and like watching Judge Judy. Like, <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to be making content, I feel like, you know. I mean, for more reasons than that, you know, just the fact that like how easy things are to make, you know, it's a it's a it's a a golden era it's a lot easier than when i started fucking you know 20 25 years ago you know so what do you think of it like when in terms of the doing things element like the 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 just getting stuff done and like how how do you build your life around that because you, you're a very creative individual and i feel like that's a question that no one ever gets asked and i think it could potentially be interesting i guess we'll see but how do you build your life around that as far as what? Making stuff, like being creative, like doing the stuff that you want to do. I mean, that's pretty much all I do. Like, I don't really stop. That's how, that's how I don't go crazy, I guess. It, it kind of just is my life, I guess. Uh, it's really like the first thing, aside from like drinking coffee, it's the first thing I do when I get up. <laughs> uh, I'm usually pretty hot in the morning, you know? Not like temperature-wise, just like as far as like writing, like to write some stuff, uh, you know? Uh, and the mornings are really good for me and the evenings are really good for me. And, uh, I guess just continuously making stuff is for me, like the way that I like kind of stay sane. Right. And, uh, and also I just think that's the only way to really be creative these days. You kind of, to like kind of even stay on the radar, you got to continually be putting stuff out. That's just, 
this year, you know, that's yeah, 2020. It's, it's, it's kind of, I think you're on something with that because it's kind of yeah, like, it isn't even it just making now. stuff. It's like constantly, like you've got to be constantly in the act of creation or like, it doesn't matter. Like it, it's, it's, it's very, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. Yeah. And I, I try to put out as much stuff as I can, even if it's like different levels of being done. Like for me, like Instagram is almost like demos or whatever, you <laughs> sure. know? Yeah. Yeah. And because like there's different tier, there's yeah. different tiers of content too. And sometimes they'll graduate. Like, you know, like sometimes on my stories, I'll do like a, a series of photos and you know, people like them or whatever. Maybe they'll graduate to something bigger, like that theme or something, you know, there's different tiers. Like there's disposable content and then there's like, you know, you know, there's like Instagram stories and then there's like zines and then there's, you know what I'm saying? There's like different tiers of like quality or how much time I spend on it, I guess. So how do you avoid getting too precious about something or getting too attached to something? Um, sorry, I mean a cracker. Just got a cracker shoved in my mouth. <laughs> we, we appreciate the update and that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What was the question again? So how do you like, how do you avoid getting too attached or uh, getting too precious about something? If it just, you know, doesn't, doesn't pop the way you want and doesn't. Um, I try not to be precious about to. anything. Honestly, it's like I, I, I feel like I just got to keep moving. Like if something's not working, I just move on, you know, or just kind of like do my best and put it out. <laughs> you know, a lot of things I put out really aren't finished. And maybe later I'll go back and change them. Even some of the shirts, like they'll like evolve on the store, you know. Well, there's that saying, um, you know, no, no art projects are ever truly finished. They're only abandoned. Yeah, I just try not to think about it too much. I just feel like uh, these days, you know, like people kind of only remember the stuff that hits, you know, it's like, there's just too much information. You know, it's the way people intake information. Like they just scroll by it if they don't like it. It's not like they're like remembering like your failures, you know, I kind of try not to think too hard if like something's going to like work or not, you know, just put it out there. And the ones that, the ones that make it, like I put out a lot of shirts that just like fucking bomb, you know, but it's like, Oh, well I tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, not no, a no, lot, for real. I do. Some, I do you know? know what you mean. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you can't like take it personal. It's just like, well, that didn't work, but I learned something from it, you know? Yeah. And like I got and lately I've been trying just to do like different things. Like I did a bunch of collage shirts. Like I never do collages, but just to like do something different and kind of like flex a different muscle and kind of also just take a break from the normal shit that I do and kind of come back to it with a fresh head, you know, just to kind of like, I don't know, cleanse the palate a little bit, I guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of try new things. I think, uh, I think like not being an expert and kind of like feeling like I don't know how to do something is always like really good. You know, that's kind of like when I'm get good at stuff. Puts you in that a makes sense. Space. Well, just like not worrying that you're not an expert at something like trying something new, like a new art form or a new angle on something and uh, kind of being a, you know, just with fresh eyes. Does that, does that make sense? Like, you know how they say like people that read music and stuff sometimes aren't as good as people like just, just learn guitar. No, totally. Maybe they don't, but my friends do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. You pause. So maybe they don't. No, no, But you no. know what I'm saying? Like no, you can I, like I, learn I, I too do. much I about do. music theory and then you're just kind of like a wank, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like the same thing, you know? It's like, I feel like, uh, I don't know. There's like some kind of like, it's almost like, uh, like being a child or something, you know, trying something new. So on that, I think you have one of the more creative usages and deployments of drones that I think I've seen in almost anyone. Like I'm hard pressed to think of anyone that's, that's used in cooler manner. Now granted that's coming from my limited 
right? area of vision. And there may be someone doing like, you know, badass stuff with it. And I just don't know anything about it. Cause I'm locked in my world, but no, I'm definitely the best, <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> but you'd use it in a very cool, creative way. And like, you get like really good footage out of it. Like what, what, Thanks, man. What led? Did you get the drone first, or did you have the idea first? Like, what led to that? No, it's, I had no interest in them at all. Like, uh, right. Joe's last record deal, he was smart enough to get us a bunch of, you know, production gear, a bunch of cameras and lenses and stuff. They they got for him instead of just like you know an advance. Yeah. That's how we like made the movie and all that. And the drone was just sitting there, and no one—I didn't even know we had it. And he'd ordered it, and no one learned how to fly it, so I just took it home. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I always thought drones were kind of stupid. I was like, man, yeah. those are so lame. And then like, you know, fucking couple days in, I was like, damn, I got the bug. It's really, you know, and I kind of was good at the beginning because I'd played GTA and it's like the same <laughs> controls as the helicopter. Thankfully, it's crazy. All these so, like, years of playing really video natural. games have, uh, have, have led to this. It was all leading up to it. <laughs> Serious. It was a combination of things, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of got hooked and, um, I don't know. I really like Los Angeles, which is obvious if you look at my shit. And uh, it's a good way to kind of document the city. I, I try to go every day or every other day, like around sunset or sometimes in the morning and just get some video and photos and shit. So you, that's, you hit on something I meant to mention, which is the fact that another thing I like about it isn't just the, the technological usage, but you seem to have a deep affinity for the subject, which is to say the city you live in, which is Los Angeles. And that really comes through. And I think that maybe like, uh, takes it forward for sure. But it's, you know, the, the form follows function also. So yeah, I, it's a little like meditating too, when you're doing it, you know, it's like yeah. skateboarding or something where you can only really think about that thing you're doing or like surfing or what, you know, all the things I like, it's like takes you out of real life. You know, you're like, uh, you know, you're trying not to crash this like $2,000 thing that you don't own. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, for like, real. Like Joe's going to be yeah. bummed if I crash that. You know, I've crashed four of them too. So, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Are any of them like good stories as to how it crashed or is it just like, you know, the lamest thing ever? Nah, no, none of them are my fault really. They just like, sometimes they err. So, um, yeah, they, they like hook it up. They, they got, we got like a insurance plan. Nice. So, talk but, uh, to... oh, good. Yeah. I was just going to talk to me about the Problemos video, the, 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 the first one that, like, you know, is, is kind of the one in the park where you shot it and then, like, you know, that it's... it's at- oh, right. Miss Lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ollie recorded that song in the morning. I think it was, like, last June. <laughs> and uh, she just started working on it in the morning, like, real early. And... Uh, and then by like noon she was done and it was, it was really good. So we, we went over to the park and we shot, um, the video like in one take. And then that night, our friend Jacob, we took it over to where he works and he, uh, threw some color on it or I guess took the color off and, and, uh, added a little sprinkle of magic editing style on it. And we were done all in one day. Um, it was just like one of those things that just kind of happened. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't planned at all. And, just kind of worked out and it was cool everyone was kind of like free that day too jacob got off at six and we brought it over at seven and we were done by like 10 p.m nice well and that's, yeah and then uh that's after the that we did the, of a, oh, I was the just psycho say, video th- that was just the perfect example of like you know creating stuff like constantly moving forward etc cetera, etc cetera, like the stuff you're talking about earlier but yeah go ahead go, tell me about the next one 
Yeah, that's that's kind of like the whole the whole thing is being able to like I think if you're constantly creating things and like you know some things like that just kind of just kind of pop and they become like kind of magic you know it's like one of those things it's like you know started as a small project but then just kind of got better and better if that makes sense. No, totally. And so so talk to me about the about the next one. That's and that's the one that you um, it's like the, the party up in the hills one, right? Yes, yes. Uh, that one, we, our friend uh, Christina Hendricks, is that her last name? Christina Hendrickson, our great friend that I don't know her name. And uh, she co stars in it, and she's a comedian and does like a show at like the comedy store and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and has a podcast called Guys We Fucked. And uh, <laughs> for real? So she's friends with Ollie, and yeah, yeah, she was great. She produced the video, and uh, she, we, Christina Hutchinson. I just said that, and uh, and uh, yeah, we we got this like house. We rented this house up in uh, Woodland Hills, and we shot this like kind of pool party video. We had a we had a bunch of our friends come, and and uh, yeah, me and Jacob shot it, and it was kind of like a, a summer pool party vibe meets. Uh, I guess like I guess the original like uh, storyboard that we had was uh Tupac's I get around video meets Thelma and Louise, which, yeah. you know, that's where the car comes in and all that. So, but yeah, it's like a summer pool party vibe. Yeah. So was, I mean, was that like relatively, cause it seemed like that was, I mean, that's a much bigger production, you know, I mean, not, a, not a big production, but like there's a lot more moving parts involved where, where people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one was just me and Ollie in the park. Yeah. Two people. Was this a one was like, uh, you know, this one we had like maybe 20 friends, which, you know, uh, after everyone has a couple beers, it's a lot to, lot to direct, you know, but it was, it was super fun. It was like another one that just kind of rolled through and we, we got everything we needed in a, in a few hours. Yeah, and that's yeah. uh anytime you get yeah, anytime you get drinking and the talent, it's uh <laughs> No, but it went it went so smooth. I was I was joking. Good. It awesome. went great. Yeah. As, as you was gonna say, it's it's potentially challenging. I've, I've I've seen it not go well also. Uh tell me but so tell me about like what stuff the stuff that's on the American Primitive store. Like Yeah. You know, I love the uh, everyone looks fucking cool now t shirt. Like I think that that's brilliant, and it's something where that's it's just a like, that's a Joe shirt. He cooked that one up. It's so it, it's so kind of it's, it's a great so shirt on it, dude. It's so on it, and it's because it used to be like like I, and I talk a lot in this show about cultural shorthand, like how you know you would automatically like know some something about someone even if you never met them if they had a certain band T-shirt or whatever along those lines, and I don't know if that's the case anymore. It kind of feels like no, that's over. Yeah, music music isn't like necessarily an identity anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when we grew up, it was like uh, it was the era of like you know it was a lot of work to be into that shit. You, you had know? to put in the work. You literally Dude, I had to had drive to. like two hours. This is like my like I walked in the snow for four miles, but you know like I had to drive two hours to like hit a record store. You know, it was yeah. like that's where I grew up. You know, it was like pre-internet, all that stuff. And you couldn't you know, now you can go into like <laughs> you know American Apparel or, or not American Apparel, Urban Outfitters and get a vinyl or you know what i mean it's a it's a lot easier these days i think music is more of an accessory than uh, a lifestyle which isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just how it is it's just it's music just different you know everyone yeah. has every, every we all have the same record collection now you know it's all on our phone you know it doesn't sound like 
yo, I got this record and you don't. It's like, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, for sure, there's, there's music that isn't on streaming services, but you know what I mean? For the most part, it's like, it's all yeah, there. For sure, for real. And if you tell me something, I can have it in two seconds, you know? Yeah, like, what's that called again? Like, dude, check dude, this dude, out. Got it. <laughs> Whereas, like, when I was a kid, like, dude, I literally heard the name, the Jesus and Mary chain, for, like, I don't know, like, 15 years before I heard them. I was like, those guys sound cool. Yeah. Oh, that, what does you that know? sound like? That sounds But I awesome. had no idea what yeah. it sounded like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because, like, you had to, like, throw down the money and, like, gamble. And it was like, nah, I'm going to buy shit I know about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was like, cause you could only buy that, so many records. Yeah, because there was that time that if you if – you, So you'd be like, I'm punk. Fuck the other shit. I can't afford it. You know, yeah, or whatever. Because yeah. if you rolled the dice and it sucked, then you're like, oh. oh that was the worst. Then you really hated them. <laughs> And then you'd be yeah. like super pissed at the record because you're like, God, why isn't this good? This is terrible. And I thought it would be good. <laughs> yeah, it's a different era. You know, now you can just like you can get into everything. That's why there's like, you know, genres are falling away and all that, you know, kids are into everything. Well, they're also into into art. And like, it's interesting seeing how the punk rock aesthetic generationally has like sort of seeped in to folks just decorating their lives and like their apartments or houses or whatever along those lines. And that's why I thought it was really smart that you started putting the, the poster prints up on the site. Yeah. I mean, the main reason behind that was I've been doing like real prints for a while and it just got to be, it be, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was great at first and it became to be more work than I was willing to kind of like throw down. It became like a lot of my life. And it was awesome at first. I mean, just, you know, knowing that my shit's on people's walls is awesome, you know. But, uh, uh, and I'm still doing real prints once in a while, but it's kind of got to make sense for me. Like, before I was just like, pick anything on my Instagram and I'll print it, you know. So then I had to go, like, <laughs> scan the negative and yeah, yeah. <laughs> find it and, like, you know, and then go print it and then, like, package it and mail it. And it's just like, it became, like, a full-time job. And it was great for a while, you know. I was supporting myself doing it. And, uh it was fun, but uh, the poster prints just make more sense because I don't got to print them. They're print on demand, and they mail them, and you know, all I got to do is make sure the image looks good and get it up on the store. So I've been like taking requests, and it, it's it's a lot less time, and it's yeah. definitely not the same quality. So if like someone really wants something from me, um, you know, I try to work out, and I try to get anyone that wants a print a print, you know, but I'm just not really like pushing them that hard because – you got to the point where it's like, you know, a lot of people don't really care. They just want like the image. So, uh, yeah, they just want, they just, great. right, right. They, they want it as like the, uh, you and know, they're, and the they're a lot cheaper too. They're a lot cheaper <laughs> because, you know, I don't got to like do the, the hard labor for it. You know, it just became a lot with the real prints. So I hate, but yeah, I hate mailing posters, prints, any of that. Like I, I, I love them, it's but a lot I, of work, man. Cause you don't want to fuck them up. Sending them. I'll send records, CDs, like t-shirts, whatever all day long, but posters and prints. Oh, nightmare yeah nightmare. it's a lot it's a lot but it's cool like i love that uh you know i'm flattered that anyone wants any of my shit on the wall it's well cool. it's a good I mix i mean you got like you know cool like you know icarus line and fugazi you know it's smith like live like if you're into music but there's also just kind of like stuff that you don't need to to like any of that stuff to get into like you know just like yeah really man cool, like pastoral like you know come for cool the at the drive-in stay for the palm johns dude you know <laughs> Did you say Palm John? That's awesome. <laughs> no, palm trees, whatever, man. You know, like stay for the, come for the Elliot Smith, stay for the palm trees, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so do, what do you find like moves the most? Like, do people like the more, 
it's kind of split half and half, you know, okay. it's like I saw uh, lately I've been selling a lot of new stuff, which is always awesome. It's great. You know, I mean, I love selling old stuff, but you know, a lot of times you're like, ah, oh, this guy's buying it cause it's a photo of Dave Grohl yeah. or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's always awesome when it's something new or like, you know, always cause it's like, oh, that's cool. You know, a lot of the drone shots I've been selling lately, like of, uh, the city and, uh, let's see, Elliot Smith and, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Kind of rambling. No, no, that's fine. Man. I'm one that was like, like, dude, yeah, prints. How about those? You know, like, I mean, that was like the, <laughs> the point of the question. So, when when you're talking about what the future holds for like American primitive, right? Which is basically what Buddy had kind of turned into, like the new the new style Buddy had. Yeah. Like what? Do you I mean, mean, we're the same dudes. Yeah, exact same people, but like further down the line and like a different focus. What What do you see coming? There's gonna be obviously more video projects. You were talking about some of that stuff. Um, well, right else? now we've this year we've got Joe's records kind of dropping. You know, for at least until like summer, he's got right. just a gang of music coming. So we'll be making a bunch of videos for that. Um, I think we're planning to make one with Rafa from Prayers, and they they have a song together on one of his new things and. You know, just some of his, and then hopefully uh, down the road we'll be making a short film, kind of like the sequel to Holy War. And uh, let's see, I've got a couple zines coming out, and you know, uh, I think just handling Joe's record is kind of like the the first priority for this year because that's kind of always been the focus for us right now, um, kind of where it started and kind of what we're most excited about. But um, definitely like a short film, and uh, we've been working on a another little film project with Donnell, who is, uh, Donna Logue. Oh yeah. Who is, the, uh, the, the, Jimmy, the cab driver, Jimmy the cab drivers in the, uh, Mark Lanning. And we were supposed to work on that last November, but it just got pushed because of his work and stuff. So I assume sometime this year we'll be, we'll be working on that. He wrote like a little 25 minute script. That's really good. And, uh, oh, so this to, is like, a, like a thing. Like this is like, not, not like a video, but like a, it, it would be like our first thing with like real actors, I guess, you know, that's not like a music video. Oh. So that'll, that'll be kind of neat uh, going into that. I, th- I think a lot more like film stuff, you know, that's kind of like the direction. Uh, you know, I, I'm working on all these DV tapes, so I'm sure there'll be some kind of buddy head type doc type thing, you know, within the realm of that. And probably a book that would, uh, you know, I'd like to make a book that would, you know, you could hand to someone that has never seen the site and they would understand what it is. They would you know, know like an archive. Like what it's all about. Yeah. Kind of tells the story, has some extra photos and, you know, some, some of the hits from the site. You know, maybe some interviews and rules of rock and whatever else um, makes people laugh. But yeah, just kind of like a, a archive of like what it was, because you know it's, it's a long time ago and you can't really find it anymore. And I think some of it still translates. Yeah, I mean for sure. And even then, it's 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 a uh, it's a time capsule, right? Like when you guys used to do those like best worst lists of the year. It's it's like. Holy shit, yeah, and they're so funny, weird. man. Yeah, I mean, they are, I mean exactly. they're funny for two reasons. They were funny then, but they're also funny because they're so old now. You yeah. know, and some of them, some of them are wrong, and th- they're funny because of that. You know, but uh, but yeah, I think it would be cool because it's you know I'm proud of all that stuff, and it's part of uh, part of the history of like our work and stuff. So I think it'd be cool, um, but definitely nothing I'm like rushing out to do as a buddy head book. But hopefully by the end of the year, but. Yeah, not not right this second. Well, it seems like you got a good handle on it. I mean, you've got like a good sense of self, which helps. But like you know, because for some folks, it's always going to be 
you know, locked in amber, right? Like they're always going to think of you as like the guy that <laughs> that did the site and like had like you know like the the like in shit talk the shit talk on the site and whatever. And like you've done so much since then, you know that could be kind of irritating if you let it get to you. But it seems like you've got a good good handle on it, like the buddy head place in history, which is kind of undertold, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I'm proud of it though. You know, it's like I mean, I'm definitely like a different dude now, but. Uh, Everyone is. You're, everyone's a different person than they were than where they were 20 years old. You know. I feel like I'm a different person than I was a month and a half ago. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What 10 years ago? You mean? That's, exactly. what, that's what like March feels like. Yeah. Last year was great. This morning. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Oh no! It's just like you know it, it, the, the fact that if you're memorializing Buddy Head for like you know the uh, book. Uh, you know, like a documentary, something along those lines. It feels like it's about, you know, it's about time, right? I think it's a good story, you know? Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a story of un- uncompromising, you know? And just like, um, I think it's relatable. I think there's a lot of things. It's the birth of the internet, you know, like rock and roll, touring, drugs, you know? It's got all the elements. It's a good story. <laughs> and it's a cautionary tale too, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, thank God that we're like all, you know, some of us are still alive and, you know, we're still doing stuff. Um, that's the, that's the part I'm proud of is that, you know, we're kind of like some of the last dudes standing me and Joe, at least out of our group, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. And it's, it's, it's not just your group, man. (laughs) It's like, that's, um, I mean, I guess that's part of getting older, but certainly part of getting older when you have folks that live a certain lifestyle, like you, you kind of start thinking hard about like, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy that all those people are gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. But, uh, but yeah, man. So I, the question then I have, uh, that I sort of developed, I don't remember if I asked this to you last time, maybe I did, but whatever you can answer again is uh, pretty easy. It's just though, why do you do what you do? Um, because when I don't, I end up on heroin, you know, it's like, I just, I don't know what else to do. It's all I've ever done, you know? And like, the one time I did take a break, I ended up on heroin, you know? So it's like, I mean, that's not why, but you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. to me, it's all I know. Like, you know, uh, you know, when I got clean and shit, like I, I thought about, I tried to get jobs and stuff, but it's like, I'm just not really qualified for anything. I go work at Starbucks, but this is kind of all I got. You're talking about you that. Like so cat hotels like, don't exist by the way, but <laughs> dude. Yeah. Wait, what? Cat Wait, hotels. What do you mean cat hotels? Oh no, I worked at a dog hotel. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I picked up dog shit from fucking six AM to like noon every day for like fucking three months. Tell me that's not humbling. I, I was gonna say that that'll put you right in your place. You know what I mean? It's like sure. Yeah. But yeah, this is all I got, dude. You know, it's like so yeah, I just don't stop working. It's like cause I, I feel like grateful that like anyone gives a fuck about what I do. So I feel really lucky to be where I'm at and uh yeah, man, it's like it it's it feels like a blessing every day, you know? Even though it's like hard as fuck, you know, it's really hard to be an artist, not to like complain, but you know, it's like I take this over or not having a job I don't like, you know? No, I think it's, it's a choice and it's a, it's a choice that's very fulfilling and like, it's better than like letting that part of you languish or die or, or whatever. Uh, you know, like, can you call it living if if you're not able to like do cool shit? Maybe. Well, I just feel like I'd, you know, maybe if I would have stopped like earlier, but I'm just, you know, I'm too far in now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Like they, they say costs. that like in AA, like if you don't like, you know, if 
if you don't get sober before like 50, you might as well just stay high because like you've been high most of your life or whatever. It's like kind of how I feel about art. It's like, dude, I'm in this deep, you know, like what am I going to do? Go work at Starbucks? It's like, <laughs> you know, like I probably wouldn't even be good at that, you know? Exactly. Well, I'm glad you're not working at Starbucks and I'm glad you're doing shit. Uh, folks should go to AmericanPrimitive.org and uh, you have like a, like a Shopify or something along those lines. What, what's Shopify? That's like a, was like, a, like an online store. Yeah, but they can hit it via Buddy Head or American Primitive. Just click on store. Uh, anything, anything else you want to get in while we're talking? Because it's been a while. Sorry it's been so long. <laughs> like stained. It's been a while. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I can't not say that every time someone says it. <laughs> you what know, a fucking, um, what a what a what a what a fucking shit stain. Where's pair stain of now? That band is. Where's stain now? Yeah, Christ. Are they the ones that are like mounting off on casinos? To uh, ice tea? No, that's trapped. God damn it! Totally different. Did Don't, you see? Did you see Axel talking shit to Mnuchin? Dude, yeah, and it was so that funny. That shit was awesome. Because I didn't even notice that it was like the Armenian flag at first until I was like, why is he talking about Armenia? Or was it Armenia? Like, um, And then I was like, holy shit, Axel just fucking dunked twice. There was like a second level dunk on here. That's awesome. Dude, as, as lame and insane as Axel is, at least he's like lands on the right side sometimes, you know? Yeah. Makes me like feel good about choosing him as like my favorite rock star when I was 10. Yeah, it's trippy that like, oh yeah. He's got a good Twitter every like couple months, drops a good one. Yeah, Axel Axel's pretty good. Like fucking the Juggalos have been, <laughs> been been pretty good. It's like what I haven't seen the Juggalo. You know who else is good on Twitter? David Coverdale. Have you seen his shit? No, from fucking Whitesnake? Dude, it's so lame that it's awesome. <laughs> dude, check out David Coverdale's Twitter, bro. It's so good. That dude, Darren Rademacher, he's from the Tide. Yeah. Like Silver Lake Man, he posts his shit all the time and it cracks me up. Just like dad, dad memes, but <laughs> awesome. And then just like a photo of him with like the rock sign, like the next tweet, you know, it's like, it's awesome. Highly recommend following David Coverdale. Okay. I'm at, oh man. He's, he, <laughs> I just, I just took a look at what he looks like right now. Holy shit. Yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> not like in a cool, like I'm not like a David Coverdale fan. Like, no, 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 no. For real. No, I, I, I get you. That's uh, I, I'm always down for a good, uh, for, never for- forgive David Coverdale for the, page coverdale record dude that was like the first time i heard of jimmy page i was like who the fuck these guys this fucking sucks (laughs) it was like 87 what year is that record something like that coverdale page uh it always sucks when you like find like classic bands by like their worst album yeah there was uh oh like kiss first kiss record i heard was animalized the one without the makeup (laughs) not that other kiss is like good but you know that's definitely the worst that that's kiss has their moments but like that is absolutely like the rock fucking bottom like you look it up dude it's so bad i was actually thinking about that today there was something where it was like oh yeah that's the first one i heard oh you know it was fucking it was a gang of four like first gang of four album i heard was like not entertainment or yellow or solid gold it was like one of the shitty fucking like late 80s records i was like this fucking blows like who it's like gang of two yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> for and then it became gang of one r.a.p andy gill but like yeah right I, I was like why does everyone think this is good this fucking sucks and then like you know i heard entertainment i'm like oh all right this is this that, is the that happened to me so many times growing up like you get the wrong record by the band yeah, it's it's tough to. Uh, by the way, ninety three. That was nineteen ninety three that came out. 
Oh, 93? Maybe it wasn't the first Zeppelin record I heard then. That's a lie. Well, the important thing is that it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, it definitely tainted my view of all of everyone involved. Uh, yeah, and anyway, so like that, but it, it is crazy that, well, well, and and real quick, I, 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 I think it's interesting, and I guess this is a preview because I'm having Jared from Type Rose and Carp and Big Business oh, nice. and The Whip. He's on tomorrow. And they, because they just finally released that, uh, the whip. You should record. ask him about. You should ask him about the photo of him and Kid Rock. Him and Kid Rock. What's? There's like a photo of him and Kid Rock. I don't know. We had it on Buddyhead. Oh just shit! Ask him about meeting Kid Rock. He met Kid Rock. Okay. Well, I'll fucking ask him about it. Because uh, I don't know the story. I don't know why. He's yeah. Why was, he, why was he? Why was he photo with Kid Rock? Who the fuck knows? It's Jared Warren. <laughs> like, dude, I like fucking like know that guy, and like I've had like maybe like you know seven conversations with him uh, in the past th- three or four years and I used to get like bummed out because I was like oh he never texted me back and I was bitching about it and then like uh, Grover was like oh he never texted me back either don't worry about it I'm like oh okay cool it's not just me <laughs> I thought it was just being annoying which who else who else you having on uh shit man I, 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 had a, I have this like written down or something it's like right in front of me oh you know uh, Katie Jane the uh, you remember Daisy Chainsaw I don't know like they were on like uh, episode of Roseanne, like crazy fucking, like ninety ninety one ninety two, like crazy fucking English band, like super hyped up, like chainsaw guitar, and like whoa, uh, no, I have no idea who you're talking about. Fucking really, really good. But this this um the singer, like like she and they were like a band that like people were paying attention to, right? And like like kind of like getting a lot of attention in that sort of like whole uh, babes in Toyland sort of vibe kind of thing and then like there was just nothing and like there was rumors like oh she like went to an institution like this and that and the other anyway she's coming on the show on saturday i'm really fucking psyched about it because i fucking love that band uh, that's cool yeah and like I, i'm i'm closing it there's some things i don't want to talk about because like i you know i don't have a nail down yet but there, there's some there's some cool shit coming up man like it's that's great everybody's home yep <laughs> i got Everybody's down to talk about themselves. They got nothing else yeah, to do. Everyone's man. bored as shit, and everybody's home. So uh, you know, like there's there, there's a bunch of cool stuff. But yeah, like I mean, for me, it's like it's become water. You know what I mean? Like I had like you know, I've just been fucking bam, 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 like knocking them out, and like yeah, it feels like every day almost. It's crazy. Damn close, damn close. And then there's 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 like like so much so that I put up like a Patreon. Which isn't like, hey, I'm going to make money off this. Not that I have anything wrong with that. It's more just like, I don't want people bitching to me about like, hey, why isn't such such episode up? It's like, well, fuck you. A dollar, it's yours, you know? Oh, okay. How, how's that going? I've been thinking about doing that. Eh. <laughs> like, I mean, there's like there's like people that, that chime in on it. But it, it's, it's, it's ha- honestly, dude, half of it is because... I love what I just mentioned. I just don't want to get pestered about when the episodes going to be up because, like, whatever. There's like a twelve episode backlog or something. But yeah. Uh, also, the other thing is that like I just need rem- like reminding that it's like part of people's lives and people give a shit about this show because it's such a passive medium. Like you just have no interaction with people a lot of the times, and then like you'll just right. Get- you put it up, and then you're like. You don't know. Yeah, they you just don't it. know. It's into a fucking vacuum, right? So, like, the fact that, like, I'll get, like, an e- it used to be, like, get, like an email or, or, like, or whatever. Like, we'd be playing a show and someone come, like, hey, man, I just want to let you know I really, you know, I really enjoy the show. I listen to it all the time. I'm like, oh, fuck. Awesome. Cool. Because otherwise you never have an interaction with anyone listening to it, but it doesn't mean it's not part of these people's lives. So, 
like putting up that Patreon is sort of like the show's free always, like whatever. But it's like, oh, you get it sooner, and if you like, if you feel like throwing in on it, like great. And th- that just reminds me that like there's people that are like really into it. So it's like, okay, that's kind of. Oh, cool. I get you. So that's how it works. I got you. Yeah, I set one up, but I haven't really like put any time into it yet. I feel like I have enough content for that type of thing, but I you need to like definitely. kind of like learn a little bit more about it before I like figure out what I'm doing with it. But I, I feel cool, like man. I'm using it quote unquote wrong. Like I think you're supposed to like create. It seems like a good way to use it though. You know, it's, like, I mean, you get stuff early and I get it for me. It you is know, it's kind of like a, when you're putting out like 30 club. episodes a month, like, you know, if you, if you're that fucking impatient, like, you know, kick a buck in motherfucker. Go. You know, but if I'm like stoked on something, you know, it's like, fuck dude, Frank, if I could get Frank ocean songs early, I'd be psyched, you know, like whatever. Totally. You know, if there's like stuff that you're into, that's great. Did you hear that uh, Amanda Palmer like dumped Neil Gaiman on Patreon? Did you hear this? I didn't know. I mean, do you know? Do you on know? on Patreon? Yeah. So like apparently, like she, people got exclusive content to learn that she got divorced. <laughs> got, yeah, talk about the exclusive content, right? No, apparently. Uh, well, apparently, and I hate that I know this, but like I kind of love that I know this too. Like, <laughs> I, I guess they've been having problems in like Neil Gaiman, like fucking flew out from Australia wherever the fuck they lived to like England or something along those lines and she like made some comment about it in her in her uh Patreon post to like her fans and then everyone's like what the fuck like, <laughs> like you guys split up what and then like then Neil Gaiman like responded on Twitter and I was like dude this could not be more modern this is so fucked up whoa that's heavy yeah it's 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 fucking nuts dude like it's sort of like time to be alive yeah what a time to be alive for real yeah right shit yeah speaking of the death rattle you know this is the death rattle right here <laughs> that's what it feels like at least it'll be entertaining i guess <laughs> right like fuck dude but yeah man um anyway always, always a play I, like now, now this is us bullshitting on the telephone which is it's just yeah i apologize it's not, not to anyone no no it's cool it's good, it's good talking i mean we haven't actually talked in like forever since i last couple times i came to la i didn't you're you're busy doing shit. Not surprising. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was I was bummed I didn't make it over there. That was a uh, man. That was a while ago now. It was, it was almost a year it ago. Fe- it, feel, it feels like decades ago, but yeah. yeah I feel it was, like it was like no, it was over a year ago because it was. I feel like it was last March. Last March. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, other than that, uh, what else someday. we got going on? I got to plug a couple other things. We got a yeah, well, Problems got. has a new song coming out, which we're gonna probably she's getting it mixed right now so it's gonna be probably like a month before we put it out but she's got a couple songs about to come out that we'll do videos for and uh i already plugged it at the beginning but i'm gonna be doing a, a zine with bakun which is bakun on twitter if you don't follow that guy oliver leach he's an artist from san francisco that um projects and burns negatives of photographs he takes that are really cool but his Twitter is actually really funny. It's all also a lot of lowbrow stuff, which is, you know, <laughs> I like that shit too. I like the, I love people that can dance between highbrow and lowbrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do, do a little, like, bit, little bit of a sugar, a little bit of salt. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't recommend Bakun enough. He's just like, he's got his head in the right spot. Um, I was just telling Ollie last night, she brought up the love guru. And I was like, man, what the first thing I think of when you say love guru is Bakun watched it on 2% speed for like, <laughs> you know, like really slow, yeah. you know, just like for like three weeks. And he kept posting clips of it. Like this is, if you think it's bad originally, this is the worst movie ever on 2%. <laughs> he was like self punishing himself. And it would just be like, you know, like, like it would take like, like five seconds for like one word to come out. And, <laughs> 
it was like a wow. it was like a personal like art installation. It was pretty funny. All right. Well, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, he's different. Uh, brother, keep creating. Keep doing cool Thanks, shit. Thanks, man. I know you Thanks will. for having me on. Let me ramble. Um, I had fun. Yeah, I'll play a couple of things from the uh, – oh, what's it? The Loose Themes, right? Yeah, please. Loose yeah, Themes, please. Complete Score, 2016 to 2018. Uh, I'll, I'll play a couple of those guys so we can get people stoked and, on, uh, on the movie. Can you play something off Holy War? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck, do I have that queued up? I'll, I'll get it queued play, up. Uh, play, yeah. uh, sleep at the heel if you can play that. Uh, or pick one. I or pick think one. We have. I think it's your show. Pick one. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Thank you. I will. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's your show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Huh? Oh, okay. Uh, stay safe, man. I will. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Bye, bye. Take care. And there he goes, Mr. Travis Keller. We get. Let's listen to. Uh, Let's listen to one of the Loose Themes Complete Score 2016-2018 off the JoeCardamone.bandcamp.com. Let's listen to this one with Annie Hardy. This is uh, Love Roses. Blessings, honors came up for ya, a cemented dime. Roman killer, I was falling down a lucid ride Come on, feed the room And it's on just once more I'm out of mind Hauling Out of step Walk among us, girl I turn right, not hysterical Thanks, oxymoron Every day it's the same Love roses kiss your mouth And the show ain't over till you fall asleep Perfect state of mind From the moment you open your eyes In the perfect state of mind From the moment you open your eyes
Sleep at the Heel, Joe Cardamone, video also by my guest, your friend of mine, Mr. Travis Keller. Before that was some selections from the uh, soundtrack thing, Loose Themes, Complete Score 2016 to 2018. I guess it's kind of a trip to have people on that aren't the music makers. What do I think about that? I'll think about a lot of stuff like this. Uh, yo. This has been another episode of Cone Neutron's Protonic Reversal. Thank you very much for listening to it. The show airs on RadioNope.com. Say yes to Nope. Archives at RadioNeutron.com. Always free. No ads, no sponsors, no kidding. As we come to the close of our broadcast Patreon.com slash Protonic Reversal. A dollar a month will get you all the episodes sooner. This is my farewell transmission. If that's a thing that you want. This is America and all the ships at sea. There's some cool stuff coming up. Anyone within the sound of my voice. Next episode, Jared Warren. The whip, cart, typewriter from way back when. Big business. 
I've got 50,000 watts of power. Thanks to folks sharing the shows around, liking, subscribing, all that stuff. As much as I hate the culture of like and subscribe, it, uh, it matters a lot. It helps people find the show. So thank you. Anything else? This microphone. Oh, Travis Keller, American Primitive. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Oh, stay safe out there. Out on Route 128. Take it easy. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the... It's the end of radio! The last announcer plays the last record! The last what? Leaves the transmitter! Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now?
it really broadcasting if there's no one there to receive? It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. This is a real goddamn emergency!